Hi, I'm Brad Blaylock. And I'm Brad McKeon, and welcome to The Brad Report. Warning. The Brad Report contains spoilers. This episode is brought to you by Parenting. If it feels like you're making it up as you go, it's because you are. The Brad Report can be found on Apple, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, and Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars only and make sure you subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Brad Report. Last week, we took a break from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to talk about Godzilla versus Kong which was in theaters and on HBO Max. Uh, But this week, we are belly-flopping back into Phase 3 with Captain America Civil War, which was released in 2016 and can now be found on Disney+. Plus. So, kicking us off with our overview summary, my co-host. Political pressure mounts to install a system of accountability when the actions of the Avengers lead to collateral damage. The new status quo deeply divides members of the team. Captain America believes superheroes should remain free to defend humanity without government interference. Iron Man sharply disagrees and strongly supports oversight. And all the Avengers must choose a side as Cap and Iron Man hustle, hurdle, (laughs) hurdle Hurdle. towards conflict. And only one side can win. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, So this movie was huge when it came out i remember being so pumped to see this i can't believe it came out uh five years ago now yeah that's insane uh so do you want to start off with our themes or do you want me to go first you can go first okay so my first two tie together but the the first one i have is the cost of power the cost of power so the Avengers are are very powerful, you know. Tony's super smart, super wealthy. He's got these Iron Man suits. Uh, Cap is super strong, and we even get that uh, a little bit of you know Peter Parker's, you know, with great power responsibility line in the in the movie as well. And so, and Cap and Iron Man are both interpreting that for themselves in different ways. Right? They're they're taking like each trying to take ownership of it in, in certain ways and, you know, cost of power and that responsibility. And so people are dying on their watch because they make mistakes and that comes with consequences. And so consequences to follow their convictions, consequences to do the right things to action, uh, those kinds of things. So I think you see that throughout because, but it's only when the convictions behind those power, that power, is in conflict with Cap and Iron Man. And that's where the Civil War conflict comes in because they each think they're right. Yeah. No, so that, I mean, that kind of ties in with, I mean, the next thing was going to be like oversight. And yeah, accountability. That's accountability. my next one. That's what I was saying. So, so the, the whole point of this movie is like the, the Accords, right? They yeah, the Sokovia, the, the Sokovia Accords. Accords because... 
Um, beginning of the movie, Tony is confronted by this grieving mother who had lost her son, who's in Sokovia. I think she said he was working for the Peace Corps. Is that right? I think so. He worked for the Peace Corps or doing some sort of humanitarian aid work in Sokovia when the city fell out of the sky and it killed him. And so Tony has been confronted with all the destruction and damage that the Avengers have caused, even, even while um, trying to save the world, you know, they've still caused damage and destruction and death. And he's confronted with this. And so they come up with the Sokovia Accord, which is a, an oversight policy plan by the UN signed by, what do they say, 117 countries or something, something like that? Something like that. It's triple-digit countries um, to kind of oversee and oversight or provide some oversight for the Avengers. And that's what the, the beef is. Now, there's a subplot there because at the at the Accords, that they never, when they're supposed to get signed, there's a bombing that kills uh, the king of Wakanda. Yeah. T'Chaka. Yeah. And then his son T'Challa enters the picture, Black Panther. And so there's a subplot of him. He doesn't really care about the Accords in the sense of whether or not he's for uh, like Cap side or Iron Man side in terms of like policy, but he's he just wants Bucky. Right? Yeah, he, he just wants you know. Bucky. But yeah, so the, the thing of oversight and accountability. Do you th- so? I don't know. What do you think about the the accord, the Soviet Accords, and all that? What do you think of it? So, I think because even when Shield was in power and the Avengers were basically a part of Shield or founded out of <laughs> Shield, you had that World Security Council who were sort of the oversight of them. But then in Winter Soldier, they all die, right? And seems like nothing replaced them or they didn't get new people mm-hmm. whatever it may be so i'm not for i'm not against them people saying oh no hey do this no don't do that but in the terms in which it's presented it seems you know caps right says hey what if they say if we need we know we need to go to a place and this council says you can't or vice versa you know, they would say, hey, you got to go. You need to fix this problem for us. Mm-hmm. But they have another eye into the picture and say, well, this is wrong. We're just you're just using us as your muscle to get what you want to get resources or political power or whatever, you know. So. I like it in theory. But in application, I think. There's. Obviously, this is a superhero movie, so. Sure, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, I know you're Team Iron Man, and <laughs> I'm Team Cap, so this is going to be a very likely uh, episode. So, it's it's not all, but it's not just the, like, council, like, deciding where they go. It's also, like, the Registration Act. Yeah, well, right. that's that's more it's of. part of it. That's more of, in the comic book story, is the Registration Act. Is that every... But my, that's part of the Sokovia Accords. Does he say that? I thought so. Maybe I'm conflating the comic book and the... Well, I mean, that's the, the, the uh, Superhuman Registration Act where, like, anybody with superpowers has to be controlled. They have to go to certain... Like, they have to go to these confinement camps. They have to, you know, they have to know their name, your secret identity, what you can do, all these things. And it's very invasive and controlling, basically saying... 
you're too dangerous to be left to your own devices. We're going to be in control. So that they don't really get that element so much in this rather than Cap and Tony saying, hey, where it's Iron Man saying we need to be put in check. And Cap says, well, I don't trust other people with agendas. That's where I think the big kind of conflict is between them. I think if I'm trying to like stray from like, like real political issues, but if we think of uh, <laughs> if we think of them as weapons, I, I think it makes sense in some in some sense to argue that there should be some sort of regulation, some sort of governmental oversight. Because I mean, the movie starts off with Wanda killing uh, several Wakandan diplomats. That's not her fault. I mean, it's still okay. Happens. It's either it's, it's either it. it's either throw it up in the air. Or let everybody that's in that marketplace around them die instead. Our very strength invites challenge. Oh my gosh. It does. It does. Oh my gosh. It does. Oh my gosh. I'm for real. Do you think that's false? What what is what do you what do you even mean by that? Well, Our very strength. Yes, Vision's okay. Vision it. says that. Your least favorite character of all Vision time. had a good point. Oh my gosh. He had a good point for real. Do you, like, do you think these, these supervillains are are making the rounds if if the superheroes aren't there to challenge them. Listen, I I understand what you're saying, and this it's very much end of Batman begins escalation, right? Sure. Where uh, Joker doesn't exist, Kish, if Batman com- doesn't exist. Yeah, Commissioner cetera, Gordon, yeah. you know, the cause and effect, <laughs> escalation, all that sort of stuff. But so at the end of the day is like it's so our heroes just not supposed to be heroes good guys aren't supposed to be good guys well, if, sure if they're they if they're good guys, they're good guys they... well if i'm good and i am powerful and i use my if i uh with great power comes great responsibility if i take this well then that's if i use that and live that out as peter parker does well then bad guys are just going to come up so that's like faulty logic to say that, no, no, oh, you well, can st- you can't do this. You can still be a good guy. You can still be a hero. There needs to be some like re- legitimate oversight, though. And some legitimate regu- direction. S.H.I.E.L.D. was a good thing. Yeah, and so, and so to we're be... going to put Thunderbolt Ross, the guy who created the Hulk and abomination and set them loose in brooklyn mm-hmm. in charge right no so they, that is total bull and that they're having this guy who's just like oh i had a heart attack perspective bull crap man like he's the same guy and you know okay we're, we're gonna go ahead and get into this so when there he's going through and listing through all the things new york okay nobody's fault Loki's fault of if anybody's Washington DC. Okay, whose fault is that? The government's fault that couldn't sniff out that there were spies in their organization. Sokovia, Tony's fault. And Lagos, that was Rumlow's crossbones fault. And Scarlet Witch tried to protect people. Other people got killed. Yes, it was sad. And then was there another one? That he listed. And then he's like, oh, where are Hulk and Banner now? Hulk, okay, that's his fault for creating the Hulk anyway. Ross's fault. And then Thor, Thor doesn't answer to them. So 
That's what I say. I think the fact that you don't know where, where Hulk is is a serious issue for the Avengers. And yes, I get that Ross created blah, 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 blah. But Tony and Cap should know where he is. The nuclear bomb. He's in another dimension. How are they supposed to know where he is? Figure it out. Oh my gosh. Figure it out. Who watches the Watchmen, Brad? Oh Who watches the gosh. Watchmen? Oh my gosh. Okay. You just be glad I don't know Latin or get real pretentious. What's the uh it's like Quistes Custodes or something like that? Oh was, yeah, boy. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so accountability is the theme that we were talking about. And yeah, anyways, we'll leave that. Okay, finally, my last theme is, and we're already getting into storytelling a bit with the Sokovia Accords and rationale and reasoning behind it. Anyways, but I think another theme is, you know, standing firm. And, you know, Cap, of course, uh, symbolizes that and just, you know, he's got his convictions. <coughs> he's going to do what he's going to do. And he's not going to move, no matter what it costs him. And you know, Tony doesn't move on. Uh, he sort of moves. He he agrees that at towards the end, before he finds out that Bucky killed his parents, that hey, mm. you know, we're being played, we're being manipulated by Zemo. And but yeah, Cap stands firm. That was my last theme. Yeah, I guess my last theme is just the destruction of family. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what this movie is really about. It's a family who is breaking up over a disagreement on something over, um, essentially over this like political issue. Right. And I think everyone feels that, right. It's hard to talk to people about politics. Mm -hmm. And so I think it, this is something that's somewhat relatable, at least in that sense. Like you can, you feel this like tension or tearing with, if, if someone tries to talk to you about politics and it's just amplified on a much bigger scale when you're talking about the Avengers and whatnot. Yeah. But over, oversight's a good thing. Oversight's a good thing. Just in general. In general. General, general oversight. Fury's still alive doing who knows what at this point in time. But he's just like, shows up at Hawkeye Ranch whenever is convenient. And then when they're actually fighting each other, he's just like, oh, you know, I created this team, but y'all figure it out. Yeah. So, anyways. Storytelling. Where I kind of gotten into this, um, uh, Sokovia Accords, Sokovia Accords, rationale and reasoning behind yeah. it. So let's 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 some other good things about it. One, international limits and regulations. Not every country wants you in their in their country and wants you a, a no, absolutely a designated essential police like poli American based for the most part police force. Yeah, which are the Avengers at this point in yeah. the story, roaming around doing things in their country. They just don't want that. And yeah. they should have the right to, to, to not let them in. Exactly. And so there's international limits. It provides oversight and direction. And no one should have absolute power and authority. No, I agree. So the accords are good. So here's the thing. Is that in the universe of this story. Sure. They've. They did a very the writers throughout Kevin Feige throughout the the arcs of up to the beginning of phase three all the way through phase one and two right mm. more so beginning with Avengers the first one and then all through phase two to the beginning of phase three now we get 
Captain America, Steve Rogers, who used to be the government man. He's like, I'm with the government. You know, he signed up, yeah, he yeah. volunteered. And then Tony was the one who says, I don't trust the government. Right. You know, Iron Man 2 says, you're not going to have my suits. Avengers, he investigates shields. Yeah. And then they both flip. Right. And so, but why did that happen? It happened because Tony made the mistake. Because he, Tony had absolute unfettered power beforehand. Okay. oversight. Yeah, he had the team. He didn't have real oversight. He had the team. Oh, he no. And so individual. The, okay. But that's his fault. He made the wrong decision. And Bruce even said, we need to take this to the team. He says, I don't care about that. Whose fault is that? It's his fault. Sure. And nice sec- and, some checks and balances. Yeah, he had checks and balances. His Not team was checks and balances. Okay, if, okay even when. Bruce he, Banner's not oh, check even or when, balance. Oh, even when he has. Thunderbolt Ross, the guy he's supposed to report to at the end of the movie. You know what he does? He disregards it. He sends the helicopter on. He gets in his Iron Man suit and he goes to Russia or whatever. He doesn't care. He does care. No, he does not. No. You can't say he doesn't care. He does not care about the checks and balances. You really think that? He commits to it. He commits to it. Two days later, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go fly there. And my Ross will see that my helicopter is flying back to the base. But in my Iron Man suit, I'm going to go do what I want to do. So, yes, when it comes down to it. Probably because the team freaking broke up. Yeah. And but if, if, if Capital just fallen in line. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm for real. Cap you know, you are ridiculous. Capture have fallen in okay. line. Okay. When everybody was telling him to fall in line, you know what? There is Hydra agents in the government. Oh, come on. Oh, don't you come on me. Don't you come on me. And so anybody has a reason to not trust people that's like this government that he trusts. And then, oh, there are agencies like he doesn't trust anybody but himself. No, that's not true. He trusts Bucky. He trusts Bucky. Listen, he's got flaws. Okay. I'm not saying that Cap isn't a little overcommitted to just his best friend. Like he's a little emotional because Peggy died. He's mourning. I get that. I'm not saying Cap's perfect because he's not, but neither so, is Iron Man. So so when Cap is having an emotional moment and kind of goes against some logical reason, it's just an emotional moment. When, when Tony does it, it's a referendum on his character and his commitment. I mean, there are some things that in this movie where towards the end, I'm really still not satisfied. I mean, we're just going to go. We're getting into characters right now. That's okay. Uh, Yeah, but the fact that Cap did not tell Tony that he knew that it was Bucky who killed his parents does not seem true to his character. Sure. And so that I have qualms with. And he's trying to save his friend who had been brainwashed, which is... Honorable. It's noble. Yeah. It's noble. It's a noble end. And I think what is because this is Cap's movie, right? It he's is. the yeah. good guy. And Tony's not the bad guy. No. He's he's Zemo not is. He, he's Zemo is, but yeah. he is in an antagonist role. Sure. He's no, still yeah, a good guy. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then if this were an Iron Man movie, Cap would be in the antagonist role, right? Yeah. Okay. 
losing my train of thought. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, but it's just that it's Captain America's third movie. It's Captain America's third movie, and so it seems that in even you know this comes out is like is Tony's ego is a hindrance to him even when he's he's so he I don't know if there's ever a time where he he's not trying to do the right thing sure but he's and this is just his his isolationism right that we kind of talked about going back in Iron Man 1 he's he's so brilliant he's so he isolates himself because no one else is at his level of intellect or you know right. just brilliance or ability and he doesn't want to let people in. And so is he just comes down differently on this because of where he is. And then Cap comes differently on it because of they're both at pivotal emotional moments in their lives. And then there comes this conflict. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But another storytelling point I feel like we should get to because we're almost, uh, is this is like, this isn't so much as Captain America 3 as it is like Avengers 2.5. Yeah, no, I mean, this this movie has more heroes in it than Age of Ultron did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's well, pretty ridiculous. By one. By one. Yeah. No, more than that. Pretty sure it's by one. Age of Ultron? Oh, uh, you're talking about, uh, so the original six. Yeah. And then... I think it's by one. I'm not miscounting. And then... Vision, Wanda, and Quicksilver. Is that who you're counting? So I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's also got Thor. Seven, and Hulk. eight, nine, ten, eleven. I've got eleven. For what? For just, oh, twelve for heroes. Yeah, it should be twelve for Civil War. It's eleven for Ultron. Really? Yeah, you're forgetting Thor and Hulk, who are also oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the story. Well, that's what I said. The original six Avengers. Right. So here. Plus three. Let me read them all. You got Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Cap, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Rhodey, Wanda, Quicksilver, Vision, Falcon. Falcon and War Machine don't really have do much in Age of Ultron. I mean, I didn't say that had a huge role. So yeah, okay, it. fine. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah. So, but there are a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah, it felt, huge. there are some that, you know, it was cool to bring in Spider-Man, obviously. Right. Bring in Ant-Man. Black Panther, obviously. Black, Black Panther's yeah. awesome. He had more, obviously, more character moments than Ant-Man and Spider-Man. Yeah, had. well, the main subplot was the Bucky verse. um, Black Panther. Yeah. Black Panther trying to avenge his father. Yeah, exactly. And so some, it's just kind of, hey, let's introduce Spider-Man and bring in Ant-Man. Uh, I think also it's just like kind of more set up his his second movie, Ant-Man's second movie. Yeah. Um, but it was fun. I mean, it was fun. It's like, that's what you, when these movies come out, that's what you want to see. Yeah. You want to see all, all the heroes on the screen. Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. All right, 
rolling through characters. We're going to do these rapid fire because there are a lot. So Steve Rogers, Captain America. I mean, he does a great job. He's he's the star of the movie. Chris Evans does a great job of portraying him and, you know, the fighting and, and commitment to the cause. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I I think Chris Evans is awesome. Um, I will, one thing I will say, a critique of like Tony in this movie is it feels like his arc is pretty flat. Tony or um, Steve? Did I say Tony? Yeah, I meant Steve. Sorry. It's so at the very beginning of the movie, it is I trust Bucky over everyone else. Uh, Rules be damned. I'm Bucky is my man. I'm sticking to that. Yeah. And, the, and then at the end of the movie. It's the exact same with like zero like delineation or zero up and down movement really. In his um, character. Right. It's just it's kind of a flat his his arc in this movie is more of a flat line. Yeah. Which is okay. Um you know. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I think um yeah. I mean, so going on to Tony, he has obviously kind of some more ups and downs yeah. with it. He's He's separated from Pepper. He's Mm. emotionally low. He's confronted with his mistakes. And hey, he actually admits to Cap that he made a mistake. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, this is my fault. He kind of breezes past it, makes Mm. it like rushes it out real quick. But he does acknowledge it. And then one of the things is like, you know, he's like, I'm the problem with Pepper. And then it seems like in that moment where they're having that conversation, He's trying to use the accords as a justification to prove to Pepper that he's changed. Yeah. And that's, I'm like, Ooh, that's not good. Right. <laughs> like, but he obviously has uh, the highs and like even beginning introducing his parents and then seeing that happen with knowing his parents were killed by Bucky. And then at the end, kind of having seemingly a peace and resolution of like, Hey, if I do need Cap, I will be able to get a hold of him again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Black Widow. She's great. Scarlett Johansson continues to be great. Yeah, she takes she, a backseat in this one. Yeah, she. I mean, she's pretty important plot wise. Just from you know, she switches sides at the end, and it's kind of enables Cap and Bucky to get away. Um, because it would have been her and Black Panther versus them two, and um, who knows what would happen. Yeah, but she enables them to get away. So she switches sides, which is interesting. But overall, I I think she's great in this movie as well. Yeah. So then we've got Bucky. He's, you know, he's brainwashed half the time, but you do begin to see part of the pain and and the trauma that and regrets and shame and guilt he has over everything, even in the point where they're doing all of this stuff. Steve's doing all this stuff and sacrificing all these things and relationships to save him. And he's, and he's like, I don't think I'm worth all of this. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bucky is really interesting. So I think that one of the, one of the best parts of this movie to me is kind of the, the like morality pets of Steve and Tony. So Steve, he, he spends this movie trying to, clear the name of this person who used to work for this evil organization, who's a super soldier, who is struggling with all these things, guilt and shame is trying to um, 
re recover their life. And it's kind of a, a mirror of himself in a way. Mm-hmm. And Tony is doing the same thing with, with Spider-Man. He's got this kid who couldn't save his uncle or in Tony's case, his father, who's a super genius, who's using science and technology to, to complete these acts of heroism. And I think the kind of like mirroring him, like moral pets of each other are pretty sweet. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, Sam, you know, he's a loyal friend to, to cap, you know, through and through he's, he's there for him. He supports him. And, and the final airport airport battle, he's like, he says, you know, Hey, cause they believe that the, uh, the, there these winter soldiers that are going to destroy an empire. They don't know who, they don't know what, <laughs> but Sam's committed and said, Hey, we'll take the fall for you all. You all escape. Right. Yeah, sounds great. Then we have War Machine, uh, Rhodey, who he's there. He's there, and he, he does provide some emotional punch with his uh, his um, fall yeah, accident, fall, getting shot out. Not much more than that. <sighs> yeah, which I, is there's just not much to him for, us, is, for to anybody to get attached to him. This is going to be bad to say, but his character would have been so much better if he had if he had died. Because it would have added some real weight and some real consequences to Tony and Cap both and both acting like children in a lot of ways. It would have had some very real consequences. Because at the end of the day, like everybody they were pulling their punches. You know, yeah, nobody really wanted to hurt anybody. Right. But if someone accidentally would have legitimately been hurt, like for real, then you know, it would have been pretty. Yeah. That was one of the criticisms of I think the MCU <laughs> is that all the heroes are safe right up until infinity war where everybody gets dusted. Sure. You know? well, spoilers. Spoilers. So- I said it at the beginning. Spoilers. Spo- yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> um, okay. Hawkeye, you know, he actually had some good lines in here, but still he's a guy with a bow and arrow. Right. You can only do so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, T'Challa, Black <laughs> Panther. Awesome. Love Chadwick Boseman in this. I like. I really like the design of his suit. It's really solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it makes his shoulders look bigger. He, I mean, he's probably super fit. No, he is super. He is fit. But like, you see, abnormally him, big. If you see him in like, but like T'Challa in street clothes versus Black Panther. Oh yeah, his shoulders out, do look. It makes huge. his shoulders look huge. Huge, huge. Maybe it's the Panther thing. I don't know. Uh, but he's really awesome. I think, I mean, he's got a lot of great monologues where he's looking off into the distance yeah, <laughs> um, and talking with that awesome accent. Uh, yeah, he's great. Vision. He's there. I like Vision in yeah. this. He's fine. I like him and Wanda a lot. Yeah. They, I mean, obviously, maybe it's, maybe this is revisionist See, history. You, you used to hate Vision. Maybe this is when, revisionist when history. When WandaVision was yeah. first announced, you were like, I do not care about either of those characters. Maybe, I guess that's just revisionist history because I enjoyed the show WandaVision. Um, but watching it this time through, I was like, oh, look, WandaVision. They're, oh, this oh, is like the beginning gosh. of the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Wanda. Wanda's awesome. Um, one of accent comes and goes. It does come and go. Uh, well, she's bad at it. Yeah, Austin is. She's not good at it. It yeah. sounds really bad. One of the things that I think Tony gets wrong in this movie a lot is his, the treatment of, of Wanda. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, you know Wanda is essentially issue. locked in her room. Uh, well, she's locked in a complex with 
She's got Super lots nice of space. Super nice amenities. But and, she's still but a she's prisoner. There. She's yeah, a prisoner. She's, a she's prisoner. on house arrest. Uh, yeah. And so it's just, it's not great. No, no. not a good look. Yeah, Scott Lang, Ant-Man, he shows up for the airport fight, which is, it's fun. Um, outside of that, he he doesn't have a ton to contribute, except, but yeah, <laughs> Paul Rudd does a great job of being funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he becomes giant man, giant Ant-Man. Super funny. It's awesome. Yeah, we've said this before, but I I think Ant-Man is just better than better when he is a side character. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh Sharon Carter, she's also a supporting character. Uh she doesn't do much. Uh there's a kiss with Steve, which is pretty funny to see more of just to see uh Sam's and Bucky's reactions to it in the car, mm-hmm. uh smiling at him. That was a lot of fun. Uh, then we have Peter Parker, Spider Man. Yeah, he was awesome. He was great. He was only he only had about thirty minutes of screen time, but it was good. Um, I thought he was really funny. The very memorable. The uh, Empire Strikes Back thing being the really old movie was fun. Was a good bit. Yeah, him fighting him. I mean, beating the heck out of Bucky and Sam was yeah. really fun to watch. Yeah, that was fun. that was cool. And the uh, the scene where Tony's kind of recruiting him. In his bedroom is yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have our villain Zemo. Zemo, he's not that worried. I don't, I'm not sure how, how much of it is just uh, like recency bias and from Falcon Winter Soldier, but I like Zemo. Yeah, Zemo's good. He's, I mean, he's a great villain. He's got good motivations, sure, and he's compelling in what he's doing. Is yeah. that? You're like, oh, well, I kind of get it. And he's creepy, man. The guy he had in the bathtub. Yeah, that was really creepy. It's pretty dark for a Marvel movie. Yeah, very dark. Yeah. Okay. Quotes and scenes. Uh, I've got a lot of quotes. (laughs) Most of them are from the airport scene. So uh, you go first and we'll just popcorn back and forth. Mm. Uh, So one of my favorite quotes is after the, the fight between Cap, Bucky, and Iron Man at the end of it. Which, side note, when it was just Iron Man versus Cap without Bucky, Iron Man gave him the hands. Oh, he was... He was working him pretty good. He was good. working him good. It was only when it was two versus one that they... I just wanted to clear that up real quick. No, Thanks. I agree. But that's why there was two. But I'm just saying, if it was one-on-one, I think we saw who would hey, come out victorious. Hey, if, if Bucky does not grab Iron Man's foot and Iron Man kick him... To like say, hey, get off me. If Bucky didn't like have the like whatever the gumption to just like even try and stop him by grabbing onto his foot, mm. Iron Man would have won. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, but the best quote from to me is at the end when he's walking away and Iron Man looks at him and says, That shield doesn't belong to you. Yeah. And Cap, I think, recognizes that there's some merit to what Tony has said that hey, you went against you went against the Avengers, you went against your brothers here. And so Cap drops the shield. Yeah. So I, yeah, that was a great quote. I mean, and it's it's a super powerful scene and heartbreaking. But I, I went through my quotes in uh, chronological order of, or to the best I could as they occur in the movie. So my first one's from, from T'Challa. This is right after his father died and uh, uh, Black Widow's kind of like talking to him on the park bench. And he's just saying, in my culture, death is not the end. 
It's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands and Bast and Sekhmet lead you into the Greenveld where you can run forever. It's hmm. a great quote. Yeah. Uh, another good one between Tony and Cap. They are talking about Bucky and Iron Man says, or Cap says, he's my friend. Mm. And Tony says, so was I. Yeah. Man, you got all the emotional ones. Well, that, this one had some good ones. It's heavy. It's heavy. And I have that one later on. But yeah, that's it's so good. And it's it's sad. And it, it it puts that scene puts so much weight into their reuniting scene in Endgame. Yeah. It's that scene, woof, it's powerful. Okay. I've got several funny ones. Okay. Uh coming up. I don't know how many you have. This is my first one. There's Sam goes when they're in the back of the car with uh, Steve and Sam and uh, Black Panther. He says, so you like cats? And Steve goes, Sam. He says, what? Dude shows up dressed like a cat and you don't want to know more? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. This one is another Tony Wayne says, sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. Perfect teeth, yep. Uh, I think when... I think Hawkeye's talking to Vision here, maybe, or uh, or Tony. I can't remember which one, but he says, "I retire for what? Like five minutes, and all goes to crap." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Hawkeye, you're putting a little bit too much importance on yourself, buddy. Anyways, do we want to do more funny ones, or I, I mean, I've got it. I've got several. You more. want to just rattle off some of the more funny ones? No, yeah, I've, got, you... I've got like two more. Okay, um, I'll rattle yeah. off a few. Um, so this is in the, in the car scene. Bucky's like, can you move your seat up? No. And then Spider-Man's fighting with Falcon and Bucky. And he's like, hey, are those COVID fiber wings? And then he like shot him with his webbing. And Falcon says, is this stuff coming out of you? And another one is, he's, he says something else about his carbon fiber wings. He says, Hey, man, I don't know if you've been in a fight before, but there's usually not this much talking. <laughs> and he's like, all right, sorry, my bad. And uh, Ant-Man, as he's in Iron Man's suit, he says, oh, you're going to have to take this into the shop. Iron Man says, who's speaking? <laughs> <laughs> he says, it's, it's your, your conscience. conscience. We don't talk a lot these, these days. Uh, and then uh, where... After he turns into Iron Man, Iron Man says, "Like, okay, anybody on our side having any shocking and fantastic abilities they'd like to disclose? I'm open to suggestions." Mm, that's a good one. Um, but yeah, I've got one more serious one. So if you want to do your okay. two, yeah. So one is from Cap, and he says, "I promise you, if you need us, if you need me, I'll be there." Mm. And of course, he get Tony gets the phone that has the number that he can call if he ever needs Captain America. Yeah, which is. Which is great. Yeah, it is great. All right. Uh, This is my last one, and it's the exchange between T'Challa and Zemo at the end. And T'Challa kind of like, after he discovers the plot and that it was Zemo along, he says, vengeance has consumed you. It's consuming them. I'm done letting it consume me. That was going to be my last one as well. And and then he says, you know, uh, he said, justice will come soon enough. And Zemo says, tell that to the dead. And he tries to shoot. He tries to commit suicide. Mm. And then T'Challa with his vibranium get, grabs the gun and it goes off. And he's like, 
the living are not done with you yet. Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. Scenes. I feel like we've already talked about all the scenes. We've talked about most of them, but yeah. we can just hit some of our favorites. Uh, one of my favorites is actually a credit scene. We get to see inside Wakanda. Yeah. Right? So that was Wakanda really cool. was mentioned first in Iron Man 2. And I believe there's another reference in Ultron, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and we finally get to see it. Get to see some of the technology that is inside the, the wild world of Wakanda. And that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah, it was really fun. I think the uh, after Bucky's been brainwashed by Zemo, he's activated as the Winter Soldier. That escape scene where he fights, uh, he fights Tony, fights Black Widow, he fights uh, Black Panther. Um, it's just really cool. I love what when heroes fight in civilian clothes. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun, especially with uh, with the glove that uh, Tony had just the, and like when the, the bullet, he like shoots him in the hand and like, it was a really cool scene. Hmm. That's good. Um, I, I really like the, the Captain America versus Spider-Man fight. I yeah. It was a lot of fun because I, I, one thing I enjoyed about the end of it was when Cap kind of like gave him his like nod of approval. Mm-hmm. Like, Where are you from kid? Oh, Brooklyn, you know, yeah, it was nice. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I mean, the whole airport fight scene was. Yeah, we can just throw that whole thing in there. It was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, any my last one is just any Cap and Tony scenes where they're just it's just them and they're dialoguing off of one another. It's it's fantastic. Mm. It's really really good. Uh, I thought one that we haven't touched on that was good was when Hawkeye breaks out Wanda from that was really good Avengers HQ. And puts vision through this looks like pretty excruciating time. Yeah. Not good. And then Wanda has to put him, you know, not a good moment for vision. No. I mean, yeah, supposedly one of the most powerful, or if not the most powerful Avengers in this fight. And he doesn't do a ton to contribute. Yeah. So, but hey, he's the vision. All right, question time. Who is the MVP hero or who contributes to the most to their team? And outside of the team captains. So it can't be Cap or Iron Man. Who contributes the most to their team? Hmm, the most. Um, I'll say that the MVP for, for Cap's team is Ant-Man. Okay. The way I mean, he the way he like when he goes big, yeah, and is a distraction to everyone. I think is incredibly helpful. I mean, oh, so helpful. He distracted three of the the people on Tony's team for quite a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Created a huge distraction. Um, I think. Yeah, I think he's obviously he's the pick to make because he does you know. He's so versatile, and he he gets Cap shields back. He he d- turns into Giant Man. He disables Tony some of Tony Tony's armor for a little while, and like I think he's the pick easily. Okay, now to question two: Who contributes the least? I would say Vision contributes the least. Yeah, um, he just doesn't do that much in the fight. Yeah, and so I, I mean, obviously this is a movie, and they have to 
Because you've got all these people with normal abilities. And then you've got, as you saw when he fought Hawkeye in the compound, there wasn't much that he could do. No one could do against him. Right. So they just don't give him screen time in the fight at all. So, yeah. Vision. Which is weird, but that's him. Okay, question three. I'm looking forward to this one. If you had to pick five heroes from this movie to be on your Civil War squad, which five would you choose? And you cannot pick Cap or Iron Man. So is the idea here here that there's another group of six heroes that I'm having to fight and I'm picking five to fight with me? Yes. Okay. I can assume if, if Tony and Cap aren't fighting with me, they're on the other team. They're not on I'm the other team. fighting against them. No? You're you're fighting you're you're assembling your own Avenger squad. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll take to, one. to fight against yeah. evil and in, in the world. I'll take Wanda. That's one. I'll take Spider Man. Two. I'll take. I'll take Ant Man. I'll take Hawkeye. Really? Okay. Here's about Hawkeye. Hawkeye is. Have you ever played basketball? Like pick up basketball with someone who isn't that good but their team always wins. Yeah. That's Hawkeye. Yeah. He's not that good. His team will win. Yeah. It's just what it is. Okay. It doesn't make sense, but it happens. So I'm taking Hawkeye and last but not least, I'll take I feel like I have to take Vision. Like even though he didn't Yeah, do, I know, right? He didn't do much, but like he's theoretically like, the first or second most powerful in this movie. So Surely he can be more useful. Like, like where next was time. he in the opening fight scene? You know, <sighs> yeah. Like if he was there, he there just, would have been no problem. He just picks up crossbones and it's over. Yeah, I know. But, but that's the problem with these movies, anyway. It's like, and that's why they have to do the whole thing with Captain Marvel. It's like, oh, she was all for all for so many years. You know, yeah, doing other stuff. You have to explain it away because, right? Because and that's I mean, that's the issue. Yeah, you're saying <laughs> when it's all interconnected, you have to come up with these super valid reasons, right? Like, why are they not here? Like, where's Doctor Strange in WandaVision? Well, unlike even right now, like, Captain Marvel is out there in the universe at this point in the film. Like, and chron- she has she has contact with right. So Earth chronologically, she's out there somewhere. So, well, why didn't she just stop it? Or why didn't Vision just stop it? And this movie lasts ten minutes because it's a movie, and they explain it away somehow. But, yeah, but yeah, I feel like I have to pick Vision because he's so dang. He's sitting strong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's super good. So, and, he, and he lifted Thor's hammer. So he's a great moral compass. And he, he sided with Tony. <laughs> okay. Shots fired. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so we've got Thor would have been team cap. Uh, just so you know. <laughs> and so would have Hulk. Anyways. Um, so I picked Ant-Man, Wanda, Spider-Man, Vision, and Black Panther. So almost the same. Almost the same. Yeah. So I figured I was like, I think Black Panther, if I can't, because he's basically as strong as Cap. Yeah. He's royalty. He's a super soldier. He's a super soldier. And he's got all this stuff. And um, yeah, Bucky's a little still on stage. And great tech. Yeah, great tech. Um, okay, question four, final question. Who has the best performance in this movie? I feel like every movie that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in, in the MCU, it, the answer to that question is him. Yeah. 
I think so as well. He's great. He's great. He's great in these roles. Yeah. He's so funny. He's so charming. Mm-hmm. And even though he's a little egotistical and yeah, he's on yeah, the wrong side sure. of this thing, uh, you know, sure. he, uh, he, he's he's love, lovable and likable. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. So if you've been with us for a while, we do our rankings at the end of each episode. We rank our current heroes, villains, and movies. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah. So heroes, I have one, Iron Man, two, Black Widow, three, Captain America, four, Spider-Man, five, Star-Lord, six, Black Panther, seven, Rocket, eight, Falcon, nine, Gamora, 10, Drax, 11, Groot, 12, Ant-Man, 13, Hulk, 14, Hawkeye, uh, 15, Wanda, 16, Thor, 17, Vision, 18, War Machine, and last, 19, Quicksilver. Mm. Okay, so I have number one, Captain America, number two, Iron Man, number three, Black Panther, number four, Winter Soldier, Number five, Black Widow. Number six, Wanda. Number seven, Spider-Man. Number eight, Falcon. Number nine, Rocket. Number 10, Ant-Man. 11, Hawkeye. 12, Vision. 13, Thor. 14, Star-Lord. 15, Gamora. 16, Drax. 17, Groot. 18, Hulk, which is wild. (laughs) It's just been, we've seen a lot of movies since we've seen Hulk uh, in a good light. And then 19, Quicksilver. 20, War Machine. Yeah. I I will say Spider-Man and Black Panther are both ones I know are going to oh go higher uh, rise a lot for me in the coming movies. Yeah, and so as I was doing my list this time, I was like, I thought to myself, okay, I don't know if if Falcon is necessarily stronger, and maybe it's because I've been watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I bumped him up a lot. Yeah, and <laughs> it's not necessarily like usefulness because. You know, Vision is the strongest technically, or one of the strongest, but I haven't we both have him pretty low. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Uh villains. I'll go first this time. Mm-hmm. Number one, Zemo, number two, Loki, number three, Red Skull, number four, Obadiah, number five, Ultron, number six, Ronin, seven, Alexander Pierce, eight, Whiplash, nine, Abomination, ten, Aldrich Killian, eleven, Darren Cross, twelve, Malekith. Okay, I have one Loki, two Zemo, three Aldrich Killian, four Obadiah, five Ultron, six Ronan, seven Red Skull, eight Alexander Pierce, nine Yellow Jacket, ten Ivan Bonko, eleven Abomination, and twelve Malekith. Are we gonna have to take add Loki to our hero list and have him? On See, the I was list? actually wondering about that. Uh, I'm gonna keep eventually. Him- I mean, we're kind of jumping ahead. I'm going to keep him in my villain list forever because he was a he villain was a in villain. these movies. Yes. And then eventually I'll just, I'll have another Loki that's for the hero list. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and I think he's going to be a villain in the upcoming show. He's going to be an anti-hero for sure. Well, I think he's going to be a villain for a little bit and then slowly transition into yeah an anti-hero. Yeah. So I put Zemo at number one. Even though he's he doesn't have a costume, but the thing is, is he wins. He succeeds. He wins. He succeeds. His goal was to break up the Avengers, and he broke up the Avengers. Yeah. So that's why he's number one on my list. Not because I like him the most. Sure. Because I think I still like Loki the most. But, but he stinking wins. He wins. Yeah. 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 He beats them. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he beats the Avengers. It's yeah. really cool. It's really cool. 
Okay. Uh, I'll go movies. You go movies. Uh, one, Iron Man. Two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Three, Captain America Civil War. Four, Winter Soldier. Five, The Avengers. Six, Iron Man 3. Seven, Captain America the First Avenger. Eight, Ultron. Nine, Ant-Man. Ten, Iron Man 2. Eleven, Thor. Twelve, Incredible Hulk. Thirteen, Thor, Dark World. I thought I moved Iron Man 3 in this one, but I guess I didn't. I'll have to adjust that for later. Um, Okay, so one... Uh, Winter Soldier, two, Iron Man, three, Guardians of the Galaxy, four, Civil War, five, First Avengers, uh, six, The Avengers, seven, Iron Man, two, um, eight, Iron Man, three, nine, Age of Ultron, ten, Ant-Man, eleven, Thor, uh, twelve, Incredible Hulk, thirteen, Thor of the Dark World. I think I did that all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Overall reflections. Final grade. Yeah, I'm gonna give this an A. Um, I really like this movie. I think it's a lot of fun. One thing I will say is I don't think the MCU did a super great job after this of dealing with the fallout from this movie. No, not at all. I think they could have kept the discontinuity between the Avengers a little bit longer and made it a little harder for them to come back together. But I think that it's always good to have a movie where the heroes fail. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, like even like Bucky getting away or whatever, like no one, no one wins in this movie except Zemo. Yeah. <laughs> like no one wins. Yeah. Um, you kind of, they ended on that optimistic Disney Marvel movie. Sure. But even then, oh, it's like, even after all they've been through, you know, they're still going to be okay. You know? Sure. But like, if you're having to send that, it's not great. You know? No. Yeah. 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 Not a good look. So yeah, I gave it an A as well. It's super fun. Like this is what nerds have dreamed of for years. You know, this this, you know, heroes fighting each other. And it was awesome. But yeah, it was really yeah, like you said, the heroes fail. Yeah. And they don't win in this movie. But it's really, really good. I I like this movie a lot. Team Cap all the way. And that's where you come back and you yell at me and say, Team Iron Man. Oh, I've yelled enough. It's okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's going to do it for another episode of the Brad Report. We hope that you dug what you heard. We hope that you will like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, follow us on social media. And until next time, love you 3000. <laughs>